Welcome to Masterminds of Maintenance, a podcast for those with new ideas in maintenance. I'm your host, Ryan. I'm the CEO and founder of Upkeep. Each week, I'll be meeting with a guest who's had an idea for how to shake things up in the maintenance and reliability industry. Sometimes the idea failed, sometimes it made their business more successful, and other times their idea revolutionized an entire industry. Today, I'm super excited. We've got Jason Apps here on the show. Jason is the CEO of Arms Reliability, where he oversees a global team focused on helping their clients be safe and successful, making reliability a reality. Welcome to the show, Jason. I'm really excited. I've heard so much from your team, and now we, we get the opportunity to have you here as a guest on our podcast to learn from you. Yeah, thanks, Ryan. Great, great to be talking to you. You know, the way that we always love to kick things off is if you could share a little bit more about yourself, your background, and how you first got started in this, you know, wonderful niche of maintenance and reliability. Yeah, it's probably a fairly typical story, uh, unfortunately, but I, I was reasonably good at, at maths and science at high school. So I, I kind of got pushed into engineering as a young 17-year-old, and I was lucky enough to, to land what was called a cadetship. So... Fortunate enough to have having done a fitting and turning or millwright trade, so I worked as a, I did an apprenticeship to become a tradesperson. At the same time, I was sort of doing mechanical engineering. Completed the engineering, and so of course just fell into maintenance engineering as a role. Right around the world, particularly in large organisations, all of a sudden there was reliability engineering positions. So. I at the time was was looking about what my career path was going to be. They recommended I go and be a reliability engineer at a particular plant, which, which I did. So the interesting part about that, as I look back now, is that I was a maintenance engineer in an organisation. Uh, I got, up, got on a plane and, and got off at the other end as a reliability engineer. No new tools, no new anything other than we need reliability engineers, so we're going we're gonna to create some roles and put some people in them. And it, and it really wasn't until I joined ARMS, which, which as you say, was about um, 22, 23 years ago now, that was, a, that was a small consulting organisation where I really became exposed to, to sort of your more pure reliability engineering skills. So I got, got taught about, you know, wire analysis and work order history analysis and got taught about reliability-centred maintenance and just got fascinated and really intrigued by having worked in industry, what value this, this, these techniques and these tools could add to, to organisations and, and the rest is history. I'm still going, still trying to help organisations that's awesome. And you've got an amazing story, Jason. You started out at ARMS as senior reliability engineer, and now you're, you're the CEO of, of the company. I'm curious what that journey has been like for you. It's been a whole lot of fun. Um, yeah, I mean, when I joined ARMS, there really was only the founder. So um, I was the first employee, if you like, um, at that point in time. And really just grew as the organisation grew. So entered into provide consulting services. You know, we, we were successful. We had to grow the consulting team. At a particular point in time along that journey, we started to develop our own technology platform, all geared to help us get better at providing services to, to customers and enabling them to get better results from what we were doing. We founded and started in Australia. We expanded. We now operate around the globe. Our founder, in particular, was very success-driven and really passionate about getting results for people. And that's it's just embodied in the organisation now. And when you're in the mindset of always trying to improve, 
it just keeps everything fresh and fun. You know, you're just always looking to improve on what you do. You know, there's a lot of change, a lot of evolution that happened over the past 23 years. But I think the one thing that you mentioned that stayed constant is that you're having a good time. You're having fun. You're, you're enjoying this. And that's, uh, I think, the, the root of being able to be in this industry for 23 years and still love it every single day. Kind of the, the, one of the core topics of today's conversation you know, that, that was brought up was this idea of asset strategy. And obviously, I know that that's a big, you know, fundamental core piece of ARMS. I'm curious about like your thoughts, Jason, on how you view the world on asset strategy and how do you use that to build a culture of reliability within a plant, within a you know, company? From our perspective, when you look at asset performance, it's really pretty simple. I mean, there's a lot of stuff around the edges, right? But basically the performance you're gonna get from an asset is based on how you operate it and how you care for it. In terms of the maintenance or the asset care that you do, that's gonna deliver the performance that you see, right? It's really that simple. And if you break down maintenance, there's really only two key pieces to that. One is what's the strategy? And the second is how well can you execute it efficiently? Right. So that and that, that's that's it. If you if you can tackle those fundamentals on an ongoing basis, you will get the best performance you can from your asset. We see a lot of attempts to improve work management quite a lot. And obviously, you know, you guys are passionate about about that. Um, and from our perspective, that's a key element. You know, we have to enable technicians and tradespeople to, to just be able to get the work pack or the job, go where they go, have everything they need, execute that work and get the feedback. And, and we want them to do that as efficiently as we can. But it's important what they're executing is the right, is the right tasks, right? So that's, that's the strategy piece. And that's really where, where we're passionate about making sure that people have the right strategy. There's, there's a lot of allure associated at the moment with sort of asset health monitoring and predictive analytics and those kind of things. And, and yes, absolutely a place for that. Absolutely a place for that. But in the absence of any strategy work, it's actually quite reactive right? You, you, you go and operate assets and you just look, look and monitor, you see degradation and then you respond. So it's, it's a somewhat reactive approach in the absence of strategy. So to us, you need those three things going on strategy, you know, asset monitoring and the work execution. The second key piece about strategy is it needs to be done on an ongoing basis, right? Historically, and, and this is, we've learned this because we've done it. <laughs> Right, historically, strategy work is done as a project. People have this, we call this the, the sort of reliability project mindset. They'll, they'll go, we need to review some asset strategies because we've got poor performance. So we go do that, we run a project, probably get some consulting support, maybe even an organization like ARMS, has a start date, has an end date, they deliver some strategies and then everyone walks away. Perhaps we put that into you know, a CMMS system and then we go about executing the strategy. So, so that's the historical sort of mindset. The reality, of course, is that as soon as you put it in your work management system to go execute, stuff is going to change, right? The asset condition is going to degrade. Perhaps you're going to change the duty of the asset. Maybe you're going to use it in different ways. Maybe you're going to install addition capacity. Um, who knows, right? There's a whole lot of stuff that's, that's changing all the time that should trigger a strategy change. So if you review strategy, because that's a body of work, you get those outputs, you put them in your CMMS, 
guess you want to do it in a way that that data is connected such that any change in the future, you just kind of flow through a strategy change. You should also have an asset strategy management process going in parallel, different process, different technical solution, different people, it's reliability engineers and the like, but they're keeping the strategy up to date and they're just connected, right? You're always keeping the strategy up to date. You're always executing the right strategy. And, and that we believe will uh, deliver significant value to organizations. Absolutely. I mean, I, I think the best analogy for, at least for me is like, you know, if we're in a car, if we get into a car um, and we got to get to point, you know, from A to B, it's not only about how fast you travel, it's also about what direction you're going. You know, you've seen so many different businesses. What do you think is the most common pitfall, the biggest failure point for, you know, companies managing their strategy around their equipment? <laughs> if I knew the answer, I'd, you know, I'd be talking to a lot more people about it. <laughs> I think because of that project-based mindset, we haven't really acknowledged that we need to maintain a strategy on an ongoing basis. So we have this belief that the work management process takes care of the strategy. And it doesn't. It, it, the technical solution associated with work management takes care of the master data, right, and the process. It doesn't take care of the content inside the master data, if you understand what I mean, right? So it doesn't... We know, we know the scenario, right? We've seen it so many times where we do good strategy work we put the strategies into a CMMS system. And if you go back and look in say three months, six months time, you will see that people have gone in and changed the strategy. We've done an inspection for last six, you know, the last six times and we haven't seen any degradation. So we're going to extend the interval of the inspection. So kind of good intent, but fundamentally wrong decisions that, that can expose the organization to risk. Because there's this belief that once the strategy is in the work management system, it, it somehow looks after itself. And it, and it doesn't. So I think that's the biggest trap that people have fallen into is that we do the work strategy, we put it in, you know, the CMS system, and then that's it. We, we don't need to think about it anymore. We usually haven't kept the information because we don't have the capacity that we use to create the strategy. So when you're creating strategy, you know, you're thinking about failure modes and task durations and PF intervals, perhaps, and all this sort of failure characteristics. So all this sort of reliability type information has no home in the CMMS system, right? You use that content and you come up with the task and the interval and the resource, and that gets packaged, and that's what goes in the CMMS. But the content we use to make that decision about what we're going to do has no home in the CMMS, so it's, it's forgotten. What I'm hearing is like the biggest pitfall is like, we do a strategy session like, you know, once a year, once every X, Y, Y, Z interval. And, and we don't, it's not a continuous thing, but it's just a one-time event. And it's, it's actually really interesting around this discussion because, you know, ARMS actually is a consulting um, firm that goes in, helps implement these strategies. My, here's my guess that what you guys focus on is not just that one-time consulting gig, but building a culture of constant improvement around strategy and also execution. How have you helped organizations in the past like build this culture of continuous process improvement? Culture to me is, is really important. I mean, we're passionate about culture inside our organizations. I'm sure you are. And what we talk about 
in terms of supporting culture is, is really the framework and process that helps support the purpose that you might set and the behaviours that you want to see, right? So re really important to us to help people connect that. Like what happened to me to put a person in a reliability engineering role and not build their capability and not have a defined process and not have any technical solutions to support them to do their work, it's almost like just go do reliability. It just, we set these people up to fail, right? Like we set these people up to fail. So I think the absence of the framework is the biggest thing that we, you put the framework in place and it's the framework that's important. The process is important. You just start building this culture naturally because people are focused on making sure the strategy's right. Strategy important, it's gonna deliver the performance outcome. So the reliability of the asset becomes important. And interestingly, the, the understanding that, you know, reliability is about making the right decisions on the right assets. So it's okay that some things fail. James, I, I've loved this conversation so far. I've learned so much. I, I'm curious, you know, you've been in the industry for quite some time. I, I'm curious, what is something that you wish more people knew about within the maintenance reliability space? It's probably a little bit of a repeat of what I've said, but, but really... I would like people to connect the dots of probably what they understand, right? Like when we talk to people uh, about asset strategy management and what it's setting out to achieve, they're all familiar with the experience, right? That, that you, that, that the work management process, people go in and change that data all the time with good intent, but, but it's out of alignment with, with the operation context of the day. So we'd like them to understand and connect those dots. The reason that we're still getting unplanned failures, undesirable unplanned failures, catastrophic events and high costs is because we expose the organisation to risk through adjustment of strategy in an, in an unmanaged way. And, that, and that's, the, that's part of the problem we have, right? People, if I go into a CMMS system, you know, I, I go into upkeep and I adjust an interval on a, on a task, Good intent, right? I'm like, oh, over there, we do it every three months. So I'm going to push this one-month exercise to three months, reduce the cost, right? That's a good change. The problem is immediately it will reduce the cost because I've pushed out an activity I used to do once every month to once every three months. The problem is that I've created risk and risk is not immediate, right? You don't, I'd make the change. It might be two years till that bites me, but I've created risk. And at some point that risk has a potential to hurt me and the organization. And you want to understand the risk that you may have created so you can address it. Um, and, that, and you do that through the implementation of process, right? You make sure that the changes you make to strategy are good changes. They've got the appropriate re review and approval and justification, and it's a managed good change that protects the organization. Absolutely. It's actually really funny. We're just having this conversation around a similar topic around assigning a dollar value to risk. You know, I think what you're mentioning, you know, on a PL, you can see the cost of reducing a PM, but you don't see the cost of risk on a PL. Yeah. And if we can do that, the better that the better we can do that, the more fidelity that we'll have around you know, making trade-offs within the business. Jason, love the conversation. Where can all of our listeners connect with you, follow you on your journey and, and continue to learn from you? I mean, obviously our website um, is a good spot to find us, www.armsreliability.com. Um, certainly our LinkedIn page has a lot of our content go up and people can find me personally on LinkedIn as well. 
There is a book, perhaps I should mention the book, uh, Asset Strategy Management is available um, by Arms Reliability. That's a good place to start for people, anyone interested in learning more about what we've been talking about as well. I'd love people to connect with us. I, I mean, we're really passionate about the journey, always looking to get involved in more conversations with whoever's interested. I really appreciate it, Jason. Thank you for joining us. And thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in to today's Masterminds and Maintenance. My name is Ryan. I'm the CEO and founder of Upkeep. You can also connect with me on LinkedIn. Shoot me an email directly at ryan at onupkeep.com. Hope to connect with everyone soon. Thanks again, Jason. Until next time. Thanks, Ron.